the reason why Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos Hagadol, the Alter tells us in Shulchan Aruch, and he says that Shabbos Shalafnei Pesach, the Shabbos before Pesach, we call it Shabbos Hagadol because in it a great miracle happened, and the Alter explains that the carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim was taken on the tenth day of the month. They took the lamb, as the pasuk says, "Ba'aser la'chodesh hazedah on the tenth day." Everyone should take for their family a lamb. The Alter explains that that day was Shabbos when they took it, and the Alter then goes ahead and explains that when the Yidden took the carbon Pesach on that Shabbos, when they prepared it on that Shabbos, so the Bechayim of Mitzrayim all gathered. They came to the Yidden and asked them, why are they doing this? And they explained that we are bringing this carbon Pesach for Hashem because Hashem is going to be killing the Bechayim of Mitzrayim. So these Bechayim go to their parents, go to their fathers and to Paroi to ask them to request that they should send out the Yidden. Now when the Egyptians don't want to send out the Yidden, so the Bechayrois make with a Muhammad with them and they kill lots of them. As the Pasuk says, Lemake Mitzrayim Bivchayrayim. And then it was established to commemorate this miracle for all generations on Shabbos. And it's called Shabbos HaGadol. So the Rebbe asks, we need to understand. Number one, why is the Alter Rebbe emphasizing the idea that a big miracle happened, Nes Gadol? Which makes it sound like because it was a Nes Gadol, it was a big miracle. That's why it's called Shabbos HaGadol. And the question is, even if it was a regular and ordinary miracle happening, not a Nes Gadol, not a great miracle... It's still enough of a reason to single out this Shabbos, to call it Shabbos HaGadol, because there's something special in this Shabbos more than any other Shabbos of the year, that in it happened the Nes. So why a Nes Gadol? Furthermore, the Rebbe says it's not understood. What is in fact so great about this particular miracle that we call it not just a regular miracle, but a Nes Gadol? Seemingly, there is nothing great, noticeable, in this miracle that should be more unusual, more unique, more amazing than other Nisim. And certainly not if we speak about the results and the benefit of the miracle. Because even after this war and many of them were killed, the Yidden still are remaining in Mitzrayim, and Galus Mitzrayim. They're still going to need the miracle of Makas Bechayres to finally be freed of Mitzrayim. So what benefit actually came to the Yidden from this? We're calling it a Nes Godel. In what way was it Nes Godel? Says the Rebbe, also the idea that we establish this miracle, not according to the day of the month, as the Nase of Yetzias Mitzrayim and other things that we commemorate according to the day of the month, but rather we commemorate the day of the week, it's Shabbos, also says the Rebbe needs clarification. The Alter Rebbe explains that the reason is, Velomo, why is it that we didn't establish it on the 10th day of the month of Nisan? whether it's in Shabbos or in the middle of the week, as we do with other Yom Tovim, the Al-Tanebbe explains, because on the 10th day of Nisan is also the day that Miriam eventually passes away. And it was established as a day of fasting. Many people fast if it falls out in the middle of the week. And that's why, rather than commemorating on Yud Nisan, we establish it on Shabbos. Nevertheless, says the Rebbe, since we know that in Torah, everything is exactly exact and precise, we have to say that in addition to the negative reason, in other words, why it was not established on Yud Nisan, there must also be some positive reason and connection why it is that for all generations we're going to commemorate this idea specifically on a Shabbos. In other words, we have to say that the idea of this miracle is somehow can specifically connected to Shabbos. The Rebbe says, this is also obvious from the fact 
that the Abishter commands them in the first place to take this lamb, that it should be done on this particular day, on the 10th of the month, which was on a Shabbos that year. Even though there's going to be a number of things usually that we wouldn't do on Shabbos. So V'yikhulahem means they need to acquire, they need to get this sheep. In other words, there's some sort of form of acquisition and business dealings. There's the concept of moving an animal. There's the concept of moving something from one domain into another. There's also you need to examine it from mumim. These are all things that don't exactly fit with your regular type of rest of Shabbos. Now, even though it's true this is before they were commanded on Shmiras Shabbos, says the Rebbe a number of things. First of all, the Rebbe says, in addition to the fact that we know that the Avois fulfilled all of the Torah even before it was given, it's understood, said the Rebbe, based on this, that at least some of their descendants, some of their children, were also keeping the mitzvahs of the Torah, including Shmira Shabbos, even before it was given at Matan Torah or before Matan Torah in Moro. But besides for all of this, says the Rebbe, it's explicitly told us in Medrashi Chazal, that while the Yidin were enslaved in Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu actually got Paroi to give the Yidin the day of Shabbos as a day of rest, that they shouldn't have to work on Shabbos. So it seemed to me that a lot of these things they're doing now goes contrary to the idea of Shabbos. And since nevertheless there, the Hashem specifically designated this idea of getting that lamb specifically on Shabbos, that itself tells us that there must be a special connection between this idea of taking the lamb and the idea of Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is going to be understood after first explaining the idea of Shabbos generally. The Tzemach Tzedek explains on the Pasuk, Mizmer Shir Liyoyim HaShabbos. So there's actually a Medrash that, that describes and tells us what this Pasuk is telling us. The what's Pshat Mizmer Shir Liyoyim HaShabbos. Liyoyim HaShabbos refers to Shabbos can also be understood as in the sense of Mashbis. Mazikin min that Hashem is going to cause that all harmful things should stop, should, should be removed from the world, that all harmful things should cease to exist. They shouldn't be harmful. As the Pasuk also says, the gars avim keves, that the wolf will be able to live peacefully together with the lamb. But what does this mean? This idea of Shabbos, that there's going to be shvisim in a mazikim, that there's not going to be any harmful things, could actually be in two ways. One way is, the Medrash itself says this, that the whole concept of mazikim, of all harmful things, will just be removed from the world. That's one level or one understanding. And then there is another idea of causing that these harmful, these wild animals shouldn't be harmful, shouldn't be damaging and harmful anymore. In other words, that these mazikim, whether it's animals or other things, are still in existence, but the shviso, the mashbis mazikim, means that they can no longer be harmful. Now, this second way of Shvisas HaMazikin, of Shabbos meaning that Mazikim are there but they're not being harmful, is a greater level than the first, as the Torah Koyim, as the Medrash itself explains, because and the reason is, because this is specifically the idea of what we call is Hapcha Chashoycha Linnahoyer. It's not getting rid of the bad or the dark, but transforming the dark into light. Those Mazikim themselves are being transformed from bad into good. Now, although it's true that the main idea of this kind of Shabbos, of mashbis mazikim, of having these wild beasts, and still not being harmful, is mainly going to be la'asid lavoy, nevertheless, something similar to this already actually was in the beginning of creation, as far as Shabbos is concerned. The very first Shabbos, the first Shabbos of creation, 
Says the Rebbe, even in a physical sense, Razal tell us, there was no darkness that Shabbos. It was light for 36 hours. There was that light shining straight through um, over Shabbos. So there was no Friday night, didn't become dark. It was as the Pasuk says, that the night's going to shine like the day. That's actually what happened during that Shabbos. That night itself was transformed into day and light. So what do we see over here? The idea, again, Shabbos is associated with this idea of Ishapchav, transformation of the Mazikim. And, and we even have this in the first Shabbos where darkness was transformed to light. Says the Rebbe, the, this idea, the reason why we say that there's this concept of Ishapchav happening on Shabbos, this transformation, is really because Shabbos in its very essence is really about Ishapchav. How is that? Regarding Shabbos, the Razal tell us, when Hashem created the six days of creation, what else was still missing in the world? So the Razal say, what was still missing? What was, was the idea of menucha, of peace, of relaxation? Now that Shabbos came, we have the idea of menucha. And the question is, it's known what the Magid said, what the Mizritcher Magid taught, that Zman, the very concept of time itself, is a nivra, is a creation like all other creations. What does this mean? It doesn't only mean that before the creation we didn't have nivroim, we didn't have created beings to whom the limitation and the measurement of time applies. That's not what it's about, because that we have even nowadays. Even after the world is created, there's certain things that are still that are not limited, not only under the framework of time. For example, a svara sikhlis, a logical, a concept, an idea is, is, is not limited and is totally not within the realm of time. So we even have that now. When we say that time was created, what we mean is the whole idea of time wasn't around and time itself is, was a new created being. Just like there's all the different things of doimeim, tsoimeya, chayim, adabra, all of the different things in the world that Hashem created, yesh meyayin, in the six days of creation, exactly in the same way, very I, concept of time, time itself was a new creation. The Rebbe says, just like the first moment of time is a new creation, the same is actually true about the time, every single moment of all of Sheishis every single day was a new creation of time. That means, just like we say in regards to the creations of Sheishis every day there are new things being created, things that are different to the previous days, so too is regarding time itself of that every day there's a new creation, a different creation of Zman. In other words, there's the Zman, the time of the, of the first day of the week, of the second day in the week, and so on. And that's why we actually say regarding each one of these days, call Yoima Viyoima Avid Avidite. Every single day has its own special avoida. Every special day has its own energy, has its own special Koyach. Now, what about the days after the six days of creation? So regarding the days after the six or seven days of creation, since they're, re- being, they're re- repeating that which happened in the first seven days, or detail certain aspect of what happened in the first seven days, that means the first day of, of every single week is connected to the first day of creation. And the second day of creation is, co- is, connect- is going to be connected to all the Mondays of the week, and so on and so forth. And therefore, they don't need to be newly created like the very first time. They are being recreated, like all things Hashem recreates the whole time. But it's not a brand new creation. 
the, every Sunday and Monday, because they are a repeat of the first Sunday and Monday. But regarding the first seven days of creation itself, every day needed to be created in its own new way. So here's the question. When we say, what was the world missing? What the world was missing was Menucha. Boss, Shabbos, Boss, Menucha. That's the Chidush of Shabbos, this idea of rest. And the question is, the whole Geder of the world with time, with all of its details and space, so before you had this man of, since that's what the world is all about, the world is about time and space, so here's the question. Before the seventh day arrives, before Shabbos arrives, what else is missing besides rest? The very concept of this seventh day. Again, each one of the first six days is a new idea, a new idea in time. So the seventh day wasn't around yet. Well, we're going to have later Sundays and Mondays. Each Sunday and Monday is a repeat of the first Sunday and Monday. But what about the seventh day? There was never a seventh day yet. So the concept of the seventh day is missing. So why only rest? That itself, tells, says the Rebbe, teaches us that really you can't even differentiate between this seventh day, the day of Shabbos, and the concept of Menucha. In other words, the very essence of Shabbos is about Menucha. When we say what was missing was Menucha, it's the same thing as saying what was missing was the, de- the time of Shabbos. The time of Shabbos and Menucha are one and the same. How do we understand this? What does this mean? So the explanation is, time usually is made up of Avar, Hoivenos, and past, present, and future. And in this idea that there's this change of time, past, present, and future, this is a common denominator for all the six days of creation. Even though, again, every single one is unique in its own way compared to the previous ones and compared to the other ones. What's the Chiddush of Shabbos? The Chiddush of Shabbos is that we have the idea of Menucha in time itself. Not only do we rest on Shabbos, the concept of rest is associated with the very essence of, the, of, of time, the concept of time. In other words, while all other times are, are of our hoivenosit, past, present, and future, Shabbos, we sort of go beyond that concept of time. We are now in a state of rest beyond the changes of our hoivenosit, past, present, and future. Says that that's what it means, boss, Shabbos, boss, menucha, Shabbos comes, rest comes, that the very time, the zman of Yom Ashvi, which on the one hand time is defined by changes of past, present, and future, but at the same time, over here in this Shabbos, it has, and Adarab, that's the main Chiddush of Shabbos, that it's actually transformed, it's elevated into a concept of time that's higher than change. Shabbos or Menucha, a concept of rest, rest even from changes within time. So what do we see from all of this, says the Rebbe? Since the time of Shabbos itself is associated with this concept of Ishapcha, because again, we take from time itself and transforming it to something beyond time. This is why it also impacts on all the inyanim of the world, as far as Shabbos is concerned, related to Shabbos, that they also become in a way of ishapcha. They're also transformed. Like we said before, it's a time that darkness itself, the night itself shines like the day. And similar sort of things like we mentioned before. The Rebbe now looks a little bit more on this concept of time and higher than time coming together. So the Rebbe says an example for this idea that you have Avar Hoivas in past, present, and future, and at the same time it's going beyond the changes of time. So we find such a concept in Halacha. And the Rebbe says we could say this, explain this in the following way. There's a number of things that are associated with time, and they have to, they take a certain period of time, they stretch out over a period of time. And, and that's on the one hand. 
And at the same time, we're saying that that whole period of time is all counted as one nakuda, as one dot, as one point. And the Rebbe gives an example. We have a difference between uh, a cut on a child that that uh, grew, that um, turned bar mitzvah. In other words, if we want to speak about exactly when, the t- based on time and the minute of when he would have turned 13. So we have a difference whether it happened on Yom HaShabbos, whether it happened in the middle of Shabbos, or in the middle of Yom Kippur. The, according to the Ragachover, he, he says that Min HaToyrah, as far as Shabbos is concerned, he'll be chayiv in all aspects of Shabbos. Because all of Shabbos, every moment of Shabbos is considered a separate detail for itself. So even though technically in the beginning of Shabbos, he wasn't Bar Mitzvah yet, he wasn't Chayiv. But even, even for a half a Shabbos, if now he's Bar Mitzvah, since every one of those details is a separate detail, so he's Chayiv in that. He says, the Ragat Shabbos says, according, uh, that Yom Kippur on the other hand he learned, he would be Potter. According to him, Yom Kippur is all, is all one Nakuda. So if you don't have part of it, you don't have the rest of it. So the Rebbe is telling us over here, this is using this as an example, but back to our original point, the Rebbe is saying that really Shabbos is in this sort of way, that really Shabbos is on the one hand higher than time, and at the same time, at one time, at, at, sorry, again, on the one hand, Shabbos is of our hoivahos, and it's also a concept in time, but really Shabbos is l'maylum in azman. Going back to this point of Yom Kippur being like one nekudah, the Rebbe says in regards to Sefir Saim, or some opinions also say a sort of, a similar sort of thing. That even though it's 49 days, and yet it's all one Nakuda. Another example that Rebbe says, we have sometimes not about time itself, but that a pu'ulo, a certain, a certain activity or a certain impact is continuing over a long stretch of time. And yet, as we'll see in a moment, it's also one Nakuda. The Rebbe gives an example, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So as far as going Adam Mitzrayim, on the one hand, it, 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 it's a long stretch of time. There's various different things happening in different aspects, different stages of what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is about. We have what happens before midnight of that Makas Bukhoyres. We have what happens at midnight. We have what happens after midnight. We have, we have what happens on the day of Tezvav Nisan. We have, as the Gemara says, there's the Geula that happens in the evening with Makas Bechoyres, then they go out during the day. There's the Chippos in the Mitzrayim, the haste that the Egyptians are rushing the Yidin to go out. There is what the Yidin are rushing to go out. There are various different stages which all stretches over a certain period of time. At the same time, we also know that there's this, the same idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is also continues in every single generation, in every single day, where Chayiv Adam Liris Atzmi, as if he just went out of Mitzrayim, and in a way that if Hashem wouldn't have taken us out, we would have still been slaves in Pari to Mitzrayim. That means we ourselves are like going out right now. So is it something that took over a certain period, a stretch of time, as we said before, or is it that one Nakuda that actually lasts forever? So we see again this idea that you can have both ideas together. And again, going back to our original point of Shabbos, that's what the Rebbe is saying is happening on Shabbos. On the one end, it's the seventh day. But this seventh day is connected, is, 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 is really higher than time. So the, shot, the seventh day is connected, as we said before, to the idea of menucha, which is rest from, from the changes of time itself. Based on all of this that we explained, that Shabbos is this concept of ishapcha. Says Rebbe, now we can understand why the Alter Rebbe emphasizes that what happened on this Shabbos was a nice godoil, and how this is specifically hinted and connected to Shabbos. The Rebbe says, 
It was discussed already elsewhere at length, the Rebbe discussed it in other sikhs at length, that the great miracle of this Shabbos was the fact that who is the one that killed the Egyptians? It's the Bechayre Mitzrayim. Bechayre actually shows on the strength of Mitzrayim. The strength of Klipas Mitzrayim. So what's happening over here is while Yidin are still in Golis Mitzrayim, under the authority of Paroi, and Paroi still as he's in his full force, very strong. And Paroi in no way, and the Egyptians in no way, want to let, wanting to let the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. It's in this very same time that the Bechayre Mitzrayim, the strength of Mitzrayim, is demanding that the, that Pari should, should release the Yidin. To such an extent that they're actually waging war and killing many of the Egyptians. And furthermore, the strength of Mitzrayim, Pari and Golis Mitzrayim is so strong that even after they killed many of them, they're still not freeing the Yidin. This is what the Nais Godel is all about, something that we don't find anything similar to this in all other miracles. That is, other miracles where Yidin were saved was in a way that we completely eradicated, broke, and destroyed the Klippa. The nace of Lamaki Mitzrayim of Chereim was in a way of his Hapcha, taking the darkness itself the, and, and transforming it into an act of light. Taking that strength of Klippa itself is now fighting for the benefit of the side of Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, this is also now we understand why Hashem is saying to the Yikhulem Ish Selevesovish, when should this all be happening? When are the Yidin going to take that lamb? Which as a result of this is going to be that miracle of Lamakim Mitzrayim B'chereyem. When is this all going to happen on Shabbos? Because the idea of Shabbos is exactly the same idea of what this miracle is supposed to be all about. It's about, as we said before, Mash Bis Mazikin. Shabbos is about stopping the Mazikim. The harmful things should no longer be harmful. And in a way, again, not destroying it, but in a way that the strength of Klippa itself, of darkness itself, is doing an act that's exactly contrary and opposite of what it's all about, it wants to bring light. Says the Rebbe, now we could also understand why when the Alter Rebbe speaks about Shabbos HaGadol, he chooses this specific reason of Lamake Mitzrayim B'chireyim. He doesn't mention any other reasons, not even as additional reasons, which are brought in other places. Because it's specifically only based on this reason that we could properly understand why it's called Shabbos HaGadol. What does the word Shabbos HaGadol mean? It means that the idea of Shabbos, if we said before Shabbos is Mash Bis Mazikin, stopping the Mazikin from being harmful, the Shabbos is Godel, it's the greatest form of Shabbos. That means it's the greatest form, the greatest level of stopping these mazikim, not in the way that we're breaking, bashing, destroying, getting rid of the klipa, but as the klipa is still within its full strength, being transformed. It's only that they're not being harmful anymore. N- not only, not only they're not being harmful, they're actually even helping out to the toiv, to the kedusha. Says the Rebbe, and this idea of the Shabbos was all revealed in that Shabbos before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to this, through this tremendous miracle of Lamaki Mitzrayim, Biv Choyreim. Again, not like the other Makos. Not even like Makas Bechoyros, where it's about breaking the Klippa, the Le'umazeh, and getting rid of it, which would be more similar to the first way of Mash Bismazikin, just getting rid of the harmful things. But this miracle is about taking the strength of Klippas Mitzrayim itself, and that is waging war with the Egyptians for the benefit of the Eden. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we could also understand Alpi Pnimi Yisoyinyonim, Alpi Chsidis, Another diuk in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. So in the beginning of the Seif, where the Alter Rebbe is explaining that that day was Shabbos, the Alter Rebbe says, he adds, and he gives us the calculation, that the Eden left 
The Yidin left on a Thursday out of Mitzrayim, as explained in Simon Tov Tzadik Dalad. So if Tezvav Nisan is on Thursday, it works out that Yud Nisan is on Shabbos. So the Rebbe asks, the fact that the Yidin went out of Thursday, went out of Mitzrayim, that's explained in the Gemara, and Toisvis actually gives this calculation that we said that based on that, Shabbos was Yud Nisan. But the question is, why is the Al-Tarebbe bringing it in Shulchan Aruch? Yes, it's true the Al-Tarebbe gives us the reasons for halachos, but here we're not speaking about a reason. Here, here we're just giving a calculation and the source for it, which is, as we said, in the Gemara and the Toysavis and so on. And generally we know that it's not the idea the Al-Tarebbe usually in Shulchan Aruch is not about just quoting the sources of the halachos, in most cases not even giving us the name of the source. Seemingly it would have just simply been enough to say that that day was Shabbos. So the Rebbe says, it's specifically with this, by adding this, because that really explains to us more the idea and the reason for Shabbos HaGadol. How does this work? In order to explain this, the Rebbe first prefaces and says, that when we speak about the whole purpose of this command, on the 10th day of the month, the Yidin should each take for their families a lamb, which brought to this itself can be learnt in two ways. One way of understanding it is that the taking of the lamb of the tenth on the tenth of the month and the miracles of Shabbos Hagadol are not only as a preparation as for the, for the carbon pesach that's going to be brought on Yudalad Nisan and the Geulas Mitzrayim that's going to follow, but you could say that it has some sort of purpose and goal in it of itself. It's it's a goal in itself, not only a means to an end. Then there's another way of understanding it. No, the whole purpose of taking the lamb is only as a preparation for bringing the carbon Pesach and for Gulas Mitzrayim. Let's look at these two ways. Beruchni Yisoyanim says the Rebbe. Similarly, in Ruchni Yisoyanim, when we speak about these great giluyim, these great miracles of Shabbos Hagadol. So one way of looking at it is again that it's a preparation for the the tremendous giluyim of Yitzias Mitzrayim. That brought to Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, or we could say, no, there was something in it of itself, which is not about Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Says the Rebbe, this is what the Al-Tarebbe is trying to teach us. When he explains that the idea of Shabbos Agadal, the Al-Tarebbe says, it's all because, how do we know what Shabbos Agadal is? Because they left on Thursday, they left out of Mitzrayim. And since Tezvav Nisan is on Thursday, that means Yud Nisan must be on Shabbos. This is the Al-Tarebbe is trying to add and clarify this point that the idea of Asr Lachoydish Hazed, the idea of the 10th day of the month, when they're going to be taking the land and the miracles that result out of that is all based on, it's all connected, it's all as a result. It's a cheshben based on the idea that he didn't go out of Mitzrayim on Thursday. In other words, it's yes, Mitzrayim. So back to our question, which way it is, that whole idea of Shabbos HaGadol, the taking of the land and the miracles, yes, it's all about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's the only point it is. It's not an Indian for itself. Why is this so relevant? We'll see now how this is all connected to the beer we were saying. Says the Rebbe. Based on what we said, that the miracle of Shabbos HaGadl is the idea of his hapcha chashoichel and ohira. So it's even more explained, adding this idea that it's all based on the calculation of that they went Adam Mitzrayim on Thursday. In other words, that this Shabbos HaGadl is somehow all associated with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. How does, how, what, what does this mean? So the Rebbe says Shabbos is the sphere of Malchus. We know Shabbos Malchus, or Shabbos is called the Queen. This is the time that the sphere of Malchus is in a state of Aliyah in the higher spheres of Zoh, which is the six Midas higher than Malchus, 
and even in Tabino and so on. But says the Rebbe, since Malchus itself is referred to, in Chassidus and Kabbalah and the Zoyar, it's referred to as Nohoira Ukmo, as the black part of the fire or the blue part of the fire, what's that part of the fire represent? Is the part that's consuming, destroying the wick. In other words, it, Malchus on its own is really about, and as a result of it, is going to be completely nullifying and getting rid of all opposition. That's what Malchus is. Now, we said before that Shabbos is in a way of Shvisam in Amazikin, causing that the harmful things shouldn't be harmful, not destroying them. But the Rebbe says, and we seemingly we said that's what Shabbos is. However, since the main gilu of that's only going to be La'asid Lavoy, when there's going to be the full Shabbos or Menucha Lachaya Ilam, the ultimate rest, but beforehand, this idea that Shabbos causes a Ishapcha transformation of Klippa, and of negative things, that mainly happens in Klippas Noiga. And certainly when the Yidden were still in Mitzrayim, before even being commanded for Shabbos, so this level of Shabbos to transform things, not only to destroy them, wasn't really Begili. And this is why the Alter Rebbe has to emphasize and explain, that the miracle of Shabbos HaGadol was connected with the Gili of Geulas Mitzrayim, that's going to follow the next Thursday. In other words, it's not only a regular Shabbos the way it was back then in Mitzrayim, which could be just about destroying the evil. It's more about the transformation. That's what Shabbos is all about. Because it's connected to Geula. What's going to happen? What, what was happening by Geula Sietzias Mitzrayim? What was happening then as a result of this? What's shining then, as it's explained again in Kabbalah and Chassidus, is the Sphira of Bino, which is called Alma uh, the the place of freedom. That's what Yitzhak Mitzrayim is, absolute freedom. In other words, Geula. And the Rebbe explains a little bit more by saying, we can explain, that since Bino, Chassidus again explains, that Bino is the source for Gvurois, for um, various different types of harsh judgments and so on, it is specifically as a result of this, that that causes Why? Because we have a concept of called If we want to take care of harsh things down here, we need to go all the way up to its original source. And Bino is the source for things of Gvura, things of Tzimtzumim and so on. And therefore specifically this level of Bino, the world of freedom, which again was shining at that Shabbos, that causes that the way of Mash Bismazikin was in a way of Ishapcha, of transforming them that they should become good. As we said before, it's Shabbos HaGadol. It's in a great way. The Shabbos is in a great way, causing that these Mazikim themselves should actually be assisting to Kedusha. The Rebbe concludes and says, it's known what the Arizal says on the Pasuk, that when we have the proper remembrance of the events that happened, we are achieving that these things are happening again now. Now, even though it's true that right now we're still in Golos, to use the expression of the Gemara, we're still servants of Achashverosh, we're still in Golos. We're in a darkness, and a double darkness, similar to the Yidin, the way they were in Mitzrayim at the time of that Yid Nisan and that Shabbos HaGadol. Says the Rebbe, however, every single Yid could, through his avoid of Mishchu Kulachem, similar to the Yidin then, taking that lamb. What does Mishchu Kulachem mean? The Mechilta says, Mishchu, draw away from Avoid Zara, Ukhu, Take the lamb for the carbon Pesach means you should instead cleave to the mitzvahs. In a similar way, every, what we do is, what he does is, by pulling away Mishchu, protecting himself, guarding himself from avoid the Zara, meaning from anything that's Zara foreign to him, foreign for a Yid. And the Rebbe says, 
Avoiders are in the simple sense, Rachman and definitely no Yid has a Shaykhus to that. Especially after, as the Gemara says, that the Yitzhar of Avoiders was taken away from the world. So instead a Yid stands, Bedveikos to Mitzvahs. And generally, Mishchul Kulachem says that Rebbe Mishchul is the idea of Sur Meirah staying away from bad. And Kulachem means sticking to Mitzvahs, the Kav of Toiv. So when a Yid does all of this with a proper strength like the Yidin back then, and the proper devotion, and he's mashpia and achieves through his Ashpah, to make sure that also another Yid should be acting in this way, starting from his own family. As the Pasuk says, <speaking in Hebrew> Take the lamb for your own family. So through this we're successful to achieve also and impact the world around us. And even the Goyim, and even that Bechayreim, even the strength of the Klippas and the Goyim are demanding strongly for the benefit of the Yidin. And like the times that the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim. So even while being in Golas, there's already going to be these tremendous miracles, Nes Godoil, and Yidin are prepared and preparing themselves for the Aren and the Flois for seeing the ultimate miracles. With our young and old. With our sons and daughters. As the, as the Pasuk says by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Loisi Shoyer Parsa, not even the animals, not even the hoofs of the animals remained. Everyone will go out of the Golas, Bugu'ullah, Mitzvah Shleimah, Ayideh Mashiach Tzidkeinu, Bekarev Mamash.